street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another SC video review live stream. Uh, today, I have a few people here. Dolly and Nathan. What's up, you guys? Hey, Dolly. Howdy, howdy. Hey, howdy, Nathan. Good to see you again. What's up? Everybody, hope you had a good election night last night. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. It's been it's been a crazy 48 hours, but I'm yeah, ready to yeah. do this. Let's do some uh, SE review. Yeah, let's jump right into the video. This is a video um, where I did a compilation. I took three of my old videos. I don't think anyone has seen these before, unless you watch like the Politicon live stream, like it was like six hours or something, and two other ones that I just found in my backlog. So. Here we go. We'll just uh, review these and uh, feel free to pause at any time and give your thoughts. Here we go. Nope. The coffee maker is doing something. I think it's cleaning itself. Anyway, here we go. Is there anything you feel really strongly about that you've been wondering about? Um, I'm really well, strong about representation in politics. Representation in politics. Yes. Okay. We can talk about that for a minute. Okay. How long you want to chat about that for? Like it five is, minutes? It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> we'll try five and see how it goes okay okay cool representation in politics mm -hmm. what does that mean um just representation for everybody in politics if you're a citizen then you deserve an adequate representation in the political sphere okay so what i'm hearing you say is the u.s has certain demographics in certain proportions mm -hmm. and the united states mm -hmm. political class should yes. equally represent the united mm -hmm. states like how it's majorly run now by like um white males like white males that make up our whole population or even like the majority of our population mostly white males in, yes in, uh, they make up politics. a large um portion of our like political yeah. sphere so i think there should be yeah. more women there people of color there more people of different religions there stuff like that okay so ideally we would see half women uh at least in, um in, like, however the, in it proportions out to our population as far as the u.s goes okay should I think the Senate has two senators from each state. I think what I'm trying to do is probe the limits of the belief. If that's a technique from the book, I think that's what I'm doing here. Should it be required? Because this was last year. I think the book had just come out the week before, or maybe I'd only seen like a like a sneak PDF preview of the book at that point. But yeah, I'm like I'm trying to think of the techniques from the book as I went to this conference. So I was practicing, trying to practice. Do you want state? Uh, I think if it want, they want to adequately represent that population of half of its women, then I think I think it should be so. It should require at least one senator to be wo a woman. If they can fulfill the job, um, good. Then the yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, all right. And how should we go about getting this representation? <laughs> um, I think as just as far as um, encouraging women to do politics and encouraging people of color to do politics, kind of letting them um, spring up on that platform farther, stuff like that. Encouragement? Yes, okay. definitely. How would we go about that? Um, I think um, starting young in schools and stuff like that would be of a big help, um, showing that they can do it, bringing up people as, as examples for them to do it, stuff like that. Okay. So the more encouragement we see in schools, the more people would go into politics. Definitely, and then that yes. Would be and then I think it'll kind of backpedal off of that because you get it started with the representation, then I think it'll just go on to the youth because they have an example to look up to. Okay, cool. 
let's question the premise of the whole thing. Okay. What's good about representation? Um, it makes. I probably should have tried to tease out the value that this was belief was based on, and I think representation is the mm. claim. But what is the, what is the claim representation in politics? What is the value that yeah. the claim is based on, and why that value is good or for this thing? Mm. Yeah. From what yeah, she said, I heard fairness because people deserve representation. Mm -hmm. So it's this is the fairness to the voter argument I'm hearing. Not the only thing. Gotcha. It might be nice to ask, how does this uh, belief inform your behavior? In other words, um, uh, how do you act on this belief? Is there, does this inform a particular behavior or some does this inform the way you go through life in some way or the way that you vote? And in what way does it inform that behavior it would be like a way to expand on that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, so far I've heard her say, um, remove restrictions, remove, uh, disinclinations, allow these things. Uh, these aren't very positive actions. They're sort of a, a passive action or a, a, right. a, a change where there's a perceived active discouragement that kind of thing yeah it's like alleviating also some kind of oppression i i would assume mm -hmm. like this like the outcome of the current demographics in the political classes due to some type of discrimination and that is a form of oppression i would assume so maybe that's a part of the value system of the belief all right let's keep going wanted the youth because they have an example to look up to okay cool let's question the premise of the whole thing. Okay. What's good about representation? Um, it makes sure that everybody, um, all the laws that are set, um, like everybody in our whole nation would ag not necessarily agree with them, but that they would um, feel like their voice has been heard through the political sphere. Feel like their voice has been heard. Yes, definitely. Because we can't directly vote, but we have people yeah. that are there to help us vote and pass laws. I think that having different people there, they could pass laws more specific to yeah. that demographic of people. You're woman and white i assume mm -hmm. um does anyone that's not your sex or oh, your race represent not. your voice uh yeah i'm trying to question the premise of the voice connected to the identity or demographic is that intrinsically yeah. a relationship does that relationship increase in quality if it's like a yeah. direct relationship i'm trying to question that woman and white i assume Mm -hmm. um, does anyone that's not your sex or oh, your race represent not. your voice? Um, they definitely could, but I think that um, not as well as people that are like me could. And I, I couldn't present somebody not like me as well as somebody that's like them could. Yeah. So how is sex or race uh, relevant to representing a voice? An I idea? think that that demographic goes through struggles that I personally don't deal with. And a lot of those struggles will come through politics and passing stuff that they don't struggle as much in certain areas. And that if you get people like them up in those areas and in politics that have had their struggles, they can set laws where they don't struggle as much in those places. Okay, so certain demographics struggle in certain ways that's mm -hmm. different from other demographics? Yes. So they would be more of an authority on those struggles? Mm-hmm. They have an actual insight into those struggles and, and know where to put certain restrictions or reform certain areas that I might not know personally. Okay. Just being part of a certain demographic, is it necessary to be part of that demographic to 
sufficiently understand the struggles? I really do think so. I think going through it is part of it. Someone outside couldn't necess- couldn't sufficiently understand the struggles. I really don't think so. So mm-hmm. it requires the person to I be think so. mm-hmm. of the demographic to understand yes. sufficiently. Uh, where would you go from here? Like, this is very fascinating to me. I'm going to take several minutes to shoot messengers. Yeah, that's a that's an extraordinary claim. I mean, but I think a little bit. So where yeah. would you go with that? I I would say, um, you know, how how much different do I need to be before I need uh, before it would actually be difficult for me to represent somebody else's position? If I take somebody like myself. Uh, like just imagine I have a twin brother, but the only thing different about that twin brother is he's a Yankees fan and I'm a Dodgers fan or something like that. Could he represent me efficiently? He knows everything else about me. Is that going to be enough? And then at some point you're going to get these overlapping circles where you no longer can represent somebody enough. How much of the overlap has to be there before you could take their goals and needs into account? Um, Mm -hmm. It is is gen, does gender move those circles completely apart? Does race move those circles completely apart? Things like that. And if the circles are mostly overlapping, is that good enough? Yeah, yeah. What about yeah. you, Nathan? Where would you go? Um, I mean, my gut feeling is to ask uh, how we could test that <laughs> and be open to what the answer might be. Maybe there's a way to test it. Yeah, um, yeah. And if it weren't the case, what would that look like? If if this idea weren't the case, um, what would we expect to see on occasion? That's kind yeah. of my, my gut feeling on it. Yeah, I completely it's forgot. It's interesting so far. Let's see where it goes. Yeah, I completely forgot what I would what I asked. So we'll, we'll see. Because mm-hmm. okay. they have that apathetic part of them. like Because people that are outside might be apathetic towards it. But if you have been through it, you might be empathetic or even sympathetic towards them. It's more likely the person outside would be apathetic. Yes, because they haven't been quite through it. All people that have been through it will be sympathetic and more empathetic towards passing certain forms because they know firsthand how bad it is in certain areas. Okay, gotcha. Um, sweet, I think that's our time. I just, just stopped the conversation. <laughs> uh, I love that. Great. Thank you so much. Of course. Yeah, thank you. Nice. Have a great day. Good, good clean dismount. That's good. Walk away. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like... I don't know where to go, so I'm just going to end it. <laughs> I think that's what I did. Oh, that's funny. I have a hard time ending my – I kind of wish I had a little bit more of your ability to end it because I my conversation <laughs> just drone on. <laughs> so, like, knowing yeah. when you're out um, of questions is yeah. a good time to stop it, I guess. Last question, 30 minutes before the end. Um, mm-hmm. A few people here. Hey, my Nanyin, what's up? Is this, we're going to see Mindangan in like San Diego maybe in a few weeks? So stay tuned for that. And actually, uh, I think we're settling on either the 15th or the 22nd are our top favorites on there. And uh, I'm asking Mindangan and the production crew if they have preferences and then we'll make a decision. (laughs) Brother John here. I recognize him from Pine Creek. Hey, all. Yeah, first, do I get any pine points? We need some type of point system here. SE That'd points. be great. I don't know what kind of points yeah. we can give out, but yeah, I'm sure you, you can have some. SE cred points. 10 SE points, I guess. Matthew says, thanks, folks. I keep completely failing to use SE and even went off on a few people online this week. Thank you for your help. Oh, man. No problem, Matthew. But uh, yeah, keep yeah. at it. Keep practicing. I've definitely been employing some SE this week, post-election. There's oh, been yeah. some 
there's been some opportunities, <laughs> especially on Facebook. I try to not use SE on Facebook very much, um, though sometimes you can do it. You can do it through text. It's a lot more difficult, but mm -hmm. I feel like people are needing it a little bit this week. They're needing to feel heard a little bit more than normal. Um, and uh, there's a lot of vitriol in the country in general overall and a lot of conspiracy-minded ideas going around about how the election was conducted and things like that. Mm -hmm. So it's good to just hear each other out and be there for one another and, you know, try to get each other to think critically about things. So now more than ever is a good time to really hone in and listen to one another. Yeah. yeah. I want to keep going. <clears throat> I've got All right, let's do it. three short combos. Here's the second. So cool. Can I get your first name? Madison. Madison, gotcha. You're trying to speak into that as close as you can. Oh, yes. I'm a little short. It's fine. There you go. It's so weird seeing from the before times. It's like, oh, man, wear masks. But that's what I'm feeling right now. But no, it's right. It's yeah. yeah. Oh, we're and too close. Yeah, that's way too close. So, Madison, gotcha. My name is Reed. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. How was your hike so far? So far? It's good. Strenuous. Strenuous? Yeah. Did you go up the steep side or the paved side? Steep side. Steep side. Uh, strenuous. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so cool. You picked, is it okay to punch Nazis? I've got, instead of like a yes or no binary, I've got this scale here. All the way to the right, black is absolutely yes, it is okay. All the way to the white, left is absolutely no, it's not okay. Where would you put your confidence about this, uh, using that red thing? About there? Yes. Okay. So why do you feel this way? Um, well, I don't suggest violence in any capacity, nor do I endorse violence. However, if someone is being anti-Semitic, I think it is okay to punch them. If someone is being anti-Semitic? No, like if someone is a practicing Nazi. If someone is a practicing Nazi? Yes. What does that look like in, in specifically? Um like drawing swastikas all around and trying to persecute people of Jewish descent. If someone just came up here with some sidewalk chalk and sidewalk chalked a swastika, would it be okay to punch them? Um, well, I would try and engage verbally first if I felt like it was my position to intervene. And if that didn't work, and if they took action to actually physically harm someone, then I would punch them as a form of self-defense or protection against a loved one or an innocent bystander. If someone... I'm detecting a lot of nervous energy right now, and I would try to build rapport by just repeating back and making sure I, making sure she, un she knows that I understand her position. But right now, I'm just asking mm -hmm. a question immediately after a response. So that's probably something I could do better. Yeah. And by the way, uh, as far as the, the job is done, SE has completed. She has uh, reached Aporia and she is in question of the thing. And her claim completely contradicted itself. I'm completely against violence. Here's the time when we should do violence. Right. Yeah. Love, and I think that has a lot to do with the word Nazi. Like if we if we took the word Nazi, just replaced it with something else, would we give it the same value? Like what if we re replace the word Nazi with men or women? Would would that have the same 
well, it depends on the situation sort of thinking behind it. Um, would it be on the same place on the scale? Um, I mean, wouldn't it depend on what the Nazi is doing or how we're interacting with the Nazi? And that would open up the floodgates to what we mean by it's okay to punch a Nazi. <laughs> what does that, what does that statement mean? Yeah. yeah. And what is the goal in punching a Nazi to like, just get them away or to right. help them yeah. rethink their views. <laughs> What's the goal with that? Mm -hmm. How, how well is this method going to get to your, your goal of helping? Because Nazi Nazi that's Nazi. what they needed to know. How bad their face hurt to stop being a Nazi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Just keep going. Harm someone, then I would punch them as a form of self-defense or protection against a loved one or an innocent bystander. If someone took action to physically harm someone. Yes. Is that all Nazis? No. No. If someone was not like a physical danger to anyone, but sidewalk chalk to swastika, would that be a sufficient reason to punch them? Or is there anything else like that? No. No. So for Nazis who are not a physical threat, where would your confidence be for that? Right there. Yes. And how do we determine if a, a person is a Nazi at all? Um, usually they wear swastikas, I believe. Mm -hmm. And um, they will make anti-Semitic comments. And usually they're very open and vocal around their views surrounding Jewish people and foreign people and gypsies of that sort. Mm-hmm. Okay, so people who wear certain things like swastikas or just say yeah. say certain things yeah. regarding Jewish people. Well, they could be anti-Semitic and not and be a Nazi. It's, people, it, yeah, it's possible to be anti-Semitic and not be a Nazi. Yes. Mm -hmm. Nazis, like, to me, is the extreme. The extreme. Yeah. Okay. All right. And so you're currently there. What keeps you from going all the way to the left? Um, well, because there are still... I think I'm giving away my position at this point. Like, I'm pushing no. her, <laughs> but a little bit. But yeah, with my question, like, this is, is teetering on the edge of, like, trying to persuade someone, I think. So I, I don't know how I could do better Maybe. with this. Uh, it's still, it's if, still you ask, if you ask the other direction... Then it's balanced. Yeah, I don't think I did that, but I could have done that. Yeah, not this I, time. Yeah. Anyway, still certain instances where I might react physically if a Nazi does something that's not necessarily physically aggressive, but comes close to that line. Close to that line. Yeah, of being physically aggressive. What's an example of that? Um, saying something super inappropriate or threatening saying something inappropriate or, th or threatening yeah or like physically threatening physically threatening yeah it can be physically threatening but not actually be a form of aggression not actually a form of aggression yeah yeah like if someone was just saying whatever they believe like really harshly insults and all but not physically threatening anyone yeah anything like that sufficient reason to punch them um, I mean, I would say you shouldn't punch them, but you can. 
I, I maybe would. You maybe would? Yeah, it's possible. Why? Because um, sometimes it's hard to stop reactions, so I might react um, and punch them, and I'd probably regret it because I don't endorse violence, and I don't practice violence, or I try not to. Okay. It would be something you regret? Yes. Okay. Because so I wouldn't want to stoop down to that level. So it's something that's not okay? Yeah. Okay. So what keeps you from going all the way to the left for people who do not pose a physical threat? Um, well, I guess I was saying more in my experience, I maybe would punch them. But, like, if you're going to punch anyone, I feel like it'd be okay to punch a Nazi. Although I don't suggest punching anyone. But if you mm -hmm. have to punch someone, I would pick a Nazi to punch. Mm -hmm. And for the Nazis who are not a physical threat to anyone, is that okay? I mean, no, it's not okay to punch anybody. Okay. Maybe I'm being a hypocrite right now. <laughs> well, if it's, um, I mean, a little bit, but, you know, she's thinking through it. She has, she has so some good feelings. She's talking yeah. to her. The goal is right there. Is she's maybe saying, "Wow, I think I'm in being inconsistent." There, we're done. We're done. That's so perfect. There's, there's this, you know, Nazi is a very, uh, you know, uh, incendiary word, and it's in our culture very much. I mean, Indiana Jones punched Nazis in the face all the time. We're like, "Oh yeah, Indiana Jones, do it," <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, uh, I, I feel like maybe where it could have started was um, what's the reason to punch anyone in the face? Is there, uh, is there any reason to punch anyone in the face or, and do you apply that evenly to everybody or um, is there something that Nazis, do they, do Nazis have a, um, do they get a free pass to just be punched in the face without reason that might um, really underscore uh, the situation in which, uh, we would apply violence. When is violence appropriate? Like in general might be like a good, I don't yeah. know. Maybe is that a, is that a good way to go? I'm not really sure with this one. <laughs> maybe, maybe it seems like yeah, Nazi... I think this one's perfect. Yeah. I think this, I think yeah. the goal is achieved. She's going to yeah. go think about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's I think different. Really the point. It seems like yeah, Nazi. The real thing is we're trying to just get people to reflect on it. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like Nazi is like a word that's puts people in a category of like okay to demonize, okay to think of as just the worst people. So it's like okay. So now, how does that apply to like physical violence against them? It's really a test for tolerance, I would I think. But uh, we that didn't really. I guess I could have brought that up, or maybe she didn't. Like that's the value. It that's, this you is... didn't do any more than you needed to. There, there was nothing to add. If anything, I think you would have achieved the whole thing, even if you didn't go for that second ask of what it takes you to get to the 100%, which triggered her to say that she's being inconsistent. But I, I think she was left with that either way. I think you can end in either of those places, and you, you're perfect. Yeah, let's see where I go now. Is that okay? I mean, no, it's not okay to punch anybody. Okay. Maybe I'm being a hypocrite right now. <laughs> well, if it's, I mean, so why are you not all the way to the left? What's keeping you from going all the way to the left? Because, like, Nazis are horrible people. And if they do something that's really, really bad, 
maybe you can react by punching them if you have to defend yourself. What's an example of something they could do that's not physically a, a threat, like no, with no doubt? Well, I think just being a Nazi is a physical threat. Oh, really? Because not, yeah. Like the example of someone like wearing a swastika, sidewalk chalking a swastika. Yeah, to me, that's a physical threat. I wouldn't that's feel safe threat? around them being a Jewish Ooh. person. Yeah, she's I not am Jewish, wrong. and I wouldn't feel safe if someone <laughs> walked up on the street and started drawing swastikas. Because who knows? Next thing they is that a, a physical threat in your mind? Um, it's it's that's on the using line. Using the memorabilia and stuff like that. I mean, I can see it as a an attempt to intimidate, or may I mean. Maybe in the minds of a Nazi, it's not. Maybe in the minds of a Nazi, like a neo-Nazi today, they don't see it as intimidation. Though I suspect, and maybe on bad evidence, I don't know. I think the evidence is maybe there, though, that people that are donning swastikas and donning um, something that is that close to like an example of evil as possible and then like strutting it and showing it off there uh there is an element to like a skinhead for example there's like an element of i want to show you how big i am i want to show you uh how intimidating i can be um even if they're not acting on anything only because there's just this obvious history with with that whole thing so i mean it's hard to say you have to talk to those people though <laughs> like you have yeah. to like have a conversation and hear them out and say hey why are you doing this why are you donning that um yeah if so someone did that we, on the on the trail there that's an obvious provocation and an escalation right. of like you know threat but it, i don't know if it crosses the line into physical obviously for me but right. um i would assume but if that happened, I would probably ask them to sit at the table so I could ask them questions about why they did That's that. exactly right. Yeah. Um, we, would, we would want them to think about uh, and then reform themselves and do it on their own rather than meeting them with physical force in a way that would just get them to dig their heels even further into their isolation and their, their ideological isolation from the rest of society. And how could we get them to... Um, uh, critically reflect on why it is they're behaving the way that they are. Yeah. Yeah. I don't um, know how often Nazis do that, but some type of similar right. category. Of, of Depends action. on where you live. Probably. I guess. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Where else do I go with this? I could do is think that I'm Jewish and try and attack me. You would think they might pose a physical threat because yeah. of their beliefs. Yeah. So it's, it's okay Historically, Nazis did practice violence. Yes. Does that make it okay to do the same to them? No, I would say. What's that wrong? Like two wrongs don't make a right. Hmm. Yeah. So maybe not. So the sidewalk chalk guy. for an eye makes the whole world blind. How are you feeling about him? I'm feeling that I probably would just... Um, well, I wouldn't want to be a bystander, you know, like I've been through all this bystander intervention training. Okay. So I'm probably not the one that would just sit by and be like, oh, let's ignore the Nazi drawing swastikas on the sidewalk. But I probably would try and engage peacefully and do my part to stay regulated and peaceful and not escalate the situation further. Engage peacefully? Yes. What would that look like? 
Um, can you please not draw swastikas in a public area that's very hurtful and offensive to certain people? You would go up to them and tell them that? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. I'm very vocal about okay. my opinions. And if you just got really mad or belligerent, but just still not a physical th threat, still engage peacefully or, or engage peacefully. And then there does come a point where you just need to walk away to protect yourself and away. not escalate the situation. Okay. Gotcha. Well, anything else about this mess? No, Nazis are bad people, and I hope bad people. people. I probably could have asked more about reasons to raise our confidence. Why Why should we? What, what reasons could we think of to punch Nazis besides having a physical threat? That would be an interesting yeah. road to go down, but to be more neutral, I assume that would be a good road, road to go down. I'm wondering, like, what now I'm wondering, because sometimes I like to turn the question on myself. If I saw not somebody drawing a swastika, with chalk on the sidewalk, what should the course of action be? Um, maybe the claim itself is like setting up a dichotomy that we aren't actually thinking, but we're just landing on an answer. Yes, it's okay to punch Nazis because that's the way our language works and how the language has worked with history and in our cultural understanding. Um, but maybe in a more practical setting, like, um, like a, a what would we do sort of scenario question. Like if you saw somebody do that, what would the best course of action be? And yeah. uh, turning the question on myself. Yeah. Hey, you with the chalk. Like, what do you mean? Hey, you with the chalk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what does I, that symbol mean to you? And what do you mean to say to us by putting it here? Yeah. If I'm brave enough, if I'm feeling up for it, and if I if I feel like I'm I have the my mental faculties. And I'm ready to uh, potentially engage with a potentially dangerous person. Um, I would, uh, I would hope, like to think that I would not be a bystander, uh, and I would walk up and I'd be like, "Hey, uh, I see you're drawing a swastika there. Do you mind if I ask you a couple of questions about that?" <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, yeah. but like, would I really do that? I don't know. I like to think that I would. Um, and uh, I'm, I would also like to think that if my reaction was to just tackle a person and start punching them in the face, uh, yeah. would that really do any good it, in the way that I want? Like, cause I would want there to not be Nazis. <laughs> That'd be ideal. Yeah. Uh, so the way I would go about it would be um, one in which you know, the SE approach, get them to think about what it is that they're doing, whether or not they think they're causing good or bad and get them to kind of lay out their ideas on the table and break them down. Yeah. Maybe I would be looking for candid camera cameras around at first. Like, is this a real thing that's happening? And then like, ah, if I'm, yeah. I don't know what I would think. Maybe you have like Sasha Barra Cohen all dressed up. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to say. Um, cool. All right. Anything else? Right. About that? Next, uh, next convo. Yep. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Is that yours? Oh, yes. Yeah, are you done recording? Yes. <laughs> okay. Can I get your first name? Uh, my name is Johnny. Johnny. Yeah. J-O-H-N-N-Y. N-N-Y. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. 
And how's your day going? It's going good. I'm a volunteer here today for the mission. So I'm just right here with the music. The Are you part of the mission? What, yes. what is going on over there? What is that? Yeah, this is a Venice Beach. And they were like, they have this huge stage going on, like a huge, maybe 200 person seat concert and like a barbecue bunch of barbecue things set up so it was a bit it was a big party over there and then he's saying it's with, with this church that, uh, you cool, know cool. You just church to, yeah, you can, if you want to uh, get invited to god you know if you want to be invited to yes. god this is my first time on the interview let me get that straight okay i'm here for a homeless shelter you know i work at the homeless shelter i actually sleep there as well so, okay you know, I, I volunteer and everything so nice. we're just having barbecue food barbecue and food that's the same thing huh wow Food, barbecue, <laughs> just a big party. Yeah, big party. Man. Concert big party. and everything. Yeah. Appreciate it. Sweet. So you chose is abortion murder. I like to get a sense of people's confidence about things. If all the way to the right, black is absolutely yes, it is. Or all the way to the white, left is absolutely no. Or you can. Uh, I would say 50-50 because. 50-50? Yeah, I don't have the right answer. It's just my opinion. It's just your opinion. Why do you, yeah. why do you feel this way? Okay, because I believe in God, actually. The reason why I chose this one because abortion, they say, is murder. But I heard that every child that you abort is waiting in heaven for you. So actually, once you get to heaven, all those children that these women, you know. It's interesting how the context and the situation maybe primes a person to respond in a certain way. I think you had other friends like just, you know, nearby watching. So like this is a socially, um, you know relevant situation signaling to the friends possibly like these, yeah, these are the things i think of but anyway uh what the situation was no matter what it was their child will be in heaven waiting on them somebody in their family or a guardian angel will be there taking care of the baby until they get there and they will hand the baby to them so what i mean you say is since even if women do abort uh i don't know what the word to say is unborn uh, babies, okay, they, now, uh, they will end up in heaven and they'll be waiting there for yes. the mothers regardless if they abort or yes. have them their entire lives. Yes. So in the end, for most of people's lives, they'll be in heaven and with the child anyway. Yes. So on life, it's not that important so much. Life is just, it's just a learning experience. This life on earth is just a learning experience? Yes. Because the majority of the people here, they only care about money. And you have to care about people's feelings, what's really going on in life, you know. You got to see through the BS, man. You know, a lot. So here's kind of an out-of-the-box question, and it might not be. <laughs> this might be teetering on kind of like uh, eking outside of the box that the interlocutor is in. Um, and maybe that's not a good thing. But I would want, like to know um, whether or not he said life is a learning process so i'm wondering if all life is a learning process is does that apply to animals too and trees and moss and uh everything else and if so um does that mean i'm gonna see my pet dog in the afterlife as well um and if i do see my pet dog in the afterlife um then is it okay to eat meat like can i go to the grocery store and and get uh, meat or can I, can I buy dairy products, that sort of thing. Um, that kind of opens a whole new world of like, but that's how these things are kind of connected. Yeah. Is this uh, just for souls or, or where, where does life, yeah. where, where's the overlap yeah. of life and souls? Right. 
And what doesn't have souls? Are there things that are life but no souls? And if that's the case, do we give some things in life an exception and other things not? And why would that be? And that would be like a, a fun area to explore. Um, not just out, like outside of the human experience. So I'm because abortion is often about the human experience. So I'm wondering if it goes out even further. If we think that an unborn fetus is a human life, are human lives animal lives? And if human lives are animal lives, then do we eat? Uh, would we would we give ourselves a pass to eat animals? Uh, or I don't know if that's going down the same road. <laughs> that's like a separate but, uh, rabbit hole. That's interesting. It might Obviously. be. That's kind of why I'm thinking it might be a separate rabbit hole. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's about ideally you want to talk about abortion and the ethics of abortion. And right. that's kind of tangentially related because of the soul aspect. Although, right. yeah. What it I'm might thinking be too about, attracting this early on in the conversation. Maybe like if it were a longer conversation bringing yeah. something up like that later on down the road would be a way to go. Yeah. You that's kind of what I see the foundation being is the soul is the foundation for why this belief is upheld. Mm -hmm. So, and then God existing heaven, you know, all this supernatural stuff existing, right. Justifies the soul belief. So we could, we, we could have gotten down to that eventually. Yes. Um, yeah. That would have been a good road to go down psychologically i think of this type of reasoning to be and making the locus of control like an external locus of control like the ethics isn't on me or the, a woman it's like there's an external thing rather than an internal thing going on for this action of abortion like there's a god with a plan so it's not really on us to be judged but i think it gets into that later so yeah let's keep going Cool. Go ahead. I'll play it. People here on Earth mostly just care about money, and you got not everybody, yeah. not everybody. Not I'm everybody. Just speaking in abortion wise. Yeah. How does that relate to abortion being murdered? Well, that really doesn't has nothing to do with it. You're right about that. Okay. <laughs> it's just on my mind. How could we determine if this was actually the case? If is, abortion is murder. Yeah. How could we tell? I don't think it's. I don't think we can ever tell because God got a plan for everybody and God, if, if God wanted that baby aborted, that was God's plan. You know, I don't think that was the woman's plan. Does anyone ever get murdered? Yes. 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 And does God have a plan for those who get murdered? Yes. Yes. So it's possible once to be. You, okay. Have a, have I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say murdered. I would say once you leave this earth. Once you leave this murdered, earth. Murdered. I don't like what I'm doing with my eyes. It seems like I'm frustrated or like angry. I don't know what, like my face doesn't look as chill as I could be. So I didn't notice that. Are you, are you like looking up? Like what were you doing? I don't know. It's just, I guess just bright or I'm just thinking like, I don't know. Like, a, but anyway, could you, back, could you back it up 15 seconds? Yeah. Yeah. Let me see that again. <laughs> You know, I don't think that was. Maybe I'm just frustrated with the. Are you looking down? And the processes. I don't know what I was thinking. The woman's plan. Does anyone ever get murdered? Yes. 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 And does God have a plan for those who get murdered? 
yes, yes. So it's possible once to be you, okay. Have a, have I wouldn't say I wouldn't say murdered. I would say once you leave this earth. It, it, once you because leave this murder, earth, murder is someone yeah. putting a gun to your head and killing you. Yeah, like for the people who get shot and killed against their will. Yeah. What is your definition of murder? Does that happen ever? Because yes, it happens every day. Okay. Could that be included with abortion, or is it a separate thing? No idea where I'm going with this. Why am I? I I'm not reading anything strong in your facial expression. Okay, I just don't know what I'm. What type of? What was I? What was the goal of my questioning here? After I that. think you're trying to define abortion as murder. You're trying to define the limits of murder. Yeah, um, and what like that's like and God's plan with murder. I think it was like so. Murder is just a thing that happens, and whatever happens so is, a, is, a is part of part of God's plan. So, like any, is that? I think what I'm trying to get to is like. Can anyone just do anything and not? It's a part you know, of God's we, plan. We, yeah, we don't have no to worry about it. We don't have to worry about any ethics at all in our lives. I think that's where mm. I'm trying to go. That's probably what is. Yeah, mm. we'll see. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. Why? Why do you feel that way? Because some, some, some women don't want to have the baby because they have bad baby daddies. Bad, you know. They don't want to take care of a child by herself. A lot of people are not stepping up to the plate, and I can understand that. So if a woman feel like she it's not her time to have a baby right now, it's not her time. In the future, she can have one. You know. If a woman who had just given birth doesn't want to have the baby after all, would it be okay for her to just kill the child after the birth? Wait, can you repeat that? Would it be okay for a, a, a newborn mother to kill her newborn baby after its birth because she doesn't want to have the baby? The baby is not, well, abortion, the baby is not even here yet. I'm trying to get him to articulate the principle of like, as long as it's, you know, still in the woman, in the womb, then it, like that is the, I'm trying to articulate that principle, get him to articulate it. Mm. Yeah, he's using the word baby. That's yeah. He's saying baby, and and then now making the distinction, and he might go back and have to redefine his terms. Yeah, not even. I can see if the baby was like two years old. You can't abort a two-year-old baby. Yeah. So what's the difference between after birth and before birth? Is there a cutoff point where it is more likely to be murder or less likely? Is it the day, if, it, if it's like the day before her due date, would that apply, would that be fine to do if the woman just chose to do that? I feel like everybody got a choice. So it's like, who are we to consider what's like, what someone do with their own life? Who are we yeah. to do with their own life? Who are we to judge someone about abortion as murder? Like, you know, that's a, that's a strong word, murder. Yeah, who are we to judge? Yeah. Can we judge other murders besides a, related to this? Uh, the judge can. Not is that begging the question <laughs> a little bit? <laughs> Maybe. No, no. I, th I think I think it's just fine. Uh, I, I I think you're directly. He's he's waffling about whether it's a definitional thing, whether abortion is murder, and uh, you're you're just going right down the steps. So okay. what about other kind of murder? Is that is that vague as well? Yeah, yeah, okay. Not me. Not you. Like uh, if someone just shot someone 
could we judge the person who shot the well, person? No, I'm not. I'm not gonna judge him. I mean, you're not gonna judge the person to no. shoot someone. Why would I judge him? Okay, God forgave me. Mm. I did a lot of bad things in life. He forgave me. So God I forgave you. Who am I to judge somebody else? If he forgave me, I, I don't. I don't have the right to judge nobody at all. We don't really have the don't. right because God is the ultimate judge. No. Therefore, we don't have the right yeah, to judge. God, God is the ultimate judge. Two cents is mm. on behalf of nickel. This really right here is not going to stop a boy. What does that mean? <laughs> I find that deeply problematic. <laughs> <laughs> on a broad scale, if we apply that on a broad scale, yeah, yeah I can see that being deeply problematic. I'd love to continue probing the limits of this belief. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. I think I do a little. I do a little bit more. So we'll see. God is the ultimate judge, no. therefore we don't have the right yeah, to judge. God God is the ultimate judge. Two cents is only half a nickel. This really right here is not gonna stop abortion. It's not gonna stop nothing. This is just stuff for people to see, get advertised off of. You know, uh yeah, we can't stop nothing, man. Somebody it's a baby getting aborted right now. It's someone getting killed right now. It's a car crash right now. It's a party right now. Yeah, should we this is life. try to lessen those types of things? Uh, or just not judge that do you know the future so if i was standing yeah. right here with you and if i just did you know if i was going to do something i can't stop it you know i can't stop the world you, you can't stop no i can't i'm gonna try if someone <laughs> had like a gun to someone's head around here would you try to stop the person no because i don't have a gun and he's going to shoot me why would i do that True. If like a man was trying to attack a woman, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, would you yeah. do anything about yeah, that? Of course. Why would you judge the man trying to attack because the woman? I'm, he's not going to shoot me in my head. I don't want. It's called not making dumb decisions. Where I come from, I'm born in Compton, California. You know, uh-huh. I'm not going to walk down the street if it's ten guys hanging out with guns down there. Uh-huh. You, know? you know, I'm going to go the other way. You know. But the principle. Of- All right. So, here is when I would say, when is it a good time to intervene in in something that might uh, where wrongdoing is happening. If there's, if you see wrongdoing, is there ever a time when you should intervene? And um, what would what's the criteria for that? Yeah. How do we determine what when period? it is appropriate to judge? Is it ever a, a good time? Is it ever is it possible mm-hmm. to judge? Like, is it possible to ever have a good time to judge in life? I don't know how to say that, but yeah, yeah, like that. And you already found it. He already hit. I think. I think he'll. I heard this before, so I'm cheating. Uh, you already found it. It's uh, the sex. It's the women. Yeah, it's coming up. We'll see. Yeah, you brought. Yeah, you brought that up. Well, I'm not judging. If a man tried to attack a woman, should you just refrain and not judge, or should you intervene? It, I'm going to intervene. I did it before. Women. So is different. there's some situations where you should intervene. Yeah, the one I'm not going to, uh, that's like if someone's robbing a bank, I'm not going to yeah. walk into the bank and try to stop them from robbing a bank. Could it be possible in some instances of abortion, we should intervene just like other instances? Wait, wait, wait. Hey, now I see why people on interviews be walking out on interviews. <laughs> this is my first interview ever, and I see why everybody be walking out on interviews, man. Yeah. Hey, hey, I like this, though. You You're like, like, yeah, yeah just, I like it, I like it, things. I like it. So the some instances we need to intervene. And I do music as well, man. Can I, can I do done. some music as well? We're yeah, that's our time anyway. Okay, all right. Hey, thank any, you. Thank you. God bless. Stay uh, strong. Thanks. Follow Jesus. Thanks, Johnny. All right. Thank uh, you. I appreciate it. Hey, can I find a uh, Maybe if I decide to upload it. <laughs> thanks. Here's my uh, card. Okay, thanks. <laughs> there you go. 
All right. Yeah, found it. Yeah, I'll often tell people that I'll send them the audio if they're if they reach out to me um, because I find that um, when we listen back to ourselves explaining what it is that we're uh, when we're being challenged with tough questions and we it's good to give it a second go even for the interlocutor I sometimes listen back to my own interviews a second time I mean I've got hundreds of interviews I, I don't I don't post the internet just because I find it to be a learning process for me to come up with better questions. And a part of the um, experience is almost like a gift, like you're giving them something, this uh, an audio recording of an interview where you had this really interesting, unique encounter and you broke right. down this really complex idea and all of its component parts. And now you get a second chance to review it and come up with better things for next time. And so I feel like there's a review process that I like to give to my interlocutors. Even if I don't post my content on the internet, it's nice to just send them a, a small file through a Google Drive or something like that so they get a second chance to go over it again. I feel like there's more, there's another chance to reform our process, like our way of thinking, just by hearing it a, a second time. It's really weird hearing yourself too. So I find it to be a yeah. uh, useful experience. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's the advantage Mine of having- wrote something too, by the way. My night. Oh, what it? He said something. Looks like this bottoms out in Protestant theology. We're all sinners. There's an age of responsibility, so they all go to heaven. It's a consistent take, but one I don't see often. Yeah, it's like a coherent, you know, internal consistency, maybe, but maybe externally a little suspect. <laughs> Joshua says, "Good day, youngin." Thank you, Nate. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I guess that's the advantage of also streaming. And with Twitch, I can make little clips and share it on my social media. So whoever I talk to, if I tell them to take a card, they'll find their their conversation on video to uh, to watch mm -hmm. back and share. So that'll be cool. That's good to see. Yeah, it's good that you knew when when to end the conversation. It sounded like it it was. Uh, some people do get uncomfortable thinking um critically about the consistency of um a lot of their value claims and this is one of those that's um that's tough i mean it's a tough abortion's a tough issue and um you guys had a pretty cordial smooth conversation no real major bumps in the road and then at the end he kind of was like ah, i can't take it anymore <laughs> so uh was, you found a good time to end it which is great and then I just like send that back and then uh, hopefully he gets a chance to review it again. Hopefully. Well, interesting to see if there's a second go at it. Yeah. If we second conversations are almost always the best. Yeah. So. If we ever go back to Venice, maybe we'll see him again. Uh, oh, that was in Venice? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Matthew says he might've walked off when he saw his idea flipped, but at least he was smiling. Yeah. It was you know, still smiling, you know, still yeah. positive experience. That's good to see. The key is just not not telling anybody that they're wrong, just going with where they're going in the conversation, asking them questions to get them thinking about it. That yes, was great. Yeah. That last interview was was uh, really entertaining for me. I like that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think this is a good format for like just going back into our backlog and just finding stuff we're probably not going to upload, but just maybe something good to have people comment on. You can just take out, if it's a long interview or a conversation, just take out the 10 minutes, 15 minutes. That's the most interesting. 
and uh, make a little compilation clip and send them to me. I might add some of mine, and we'll just keep doing this as a weekly thing. I like it. Yeah, man, I'm down. I got an interview that I'd probably maybe I need a second look at it, but uh, somebody says that um, we should do away with all politicians and being that we just got done with an election where <laughs> I think it was something like uh, 150 million people voted or something like that. Might be a good idea to um, post that now. It's a timely issue. So that oh, yeah. fun. sweet. That's a good, yeah. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Right. And uh, right, Daddy yeah, and I should be back on uh, his channel, my Twitch channel on Tuesday for another live in the park SE. Hopefully we'll get some people to sit down at some point. We might practice our busking or just, you know, being more. Yes. You know, I'm trying to, going. I'm trying to learn to Quinn better. Yeah. Join the street epistemology discord. If you haven't already, you can pose your questions there live during the interview. It's pretty cool. Um, yep, yep. If you can think of a question that we're not asking, you can send it through Discord, and then sometimes we'll read it off during the interview. It's a really unique way of putting a bunch of different brains together to help um, understand ideas out in the real world. I think it's really mm -hmm. cool that you, you guys are doing that. And follow my channel. I'm Abstract Activist. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Joshua says, review some modern-day debate videos. There is that section where the people are kind of having a conversation mm -hmm with each other in the middle, but there's still debate, you know, format. There's still like an audience watching. It's still mainly just winning, score, trying to score points against the person. If you found, if you find something interesting, that's sort of, you know, where they're trying to talk to each other, like, uh, but you know, feel free to send a link or something that we may be able to do it. One thing I've been itching to review for a while is the, and Pine Creek already did a review, so maybe we don't need to, but, um, there was a bishop that oh, yeah. uh, came out with a video where they were breaking down the manual for creating atheist book that was written like, I don't know, 10 years ago or something like that. And um, I would love to just have a, a breakdown video where we ask questions to better understand his understanding of what SE is. Um, not as a debate format, but as a, an SE format that we could like send a message in a bottle and like send it out over to, to, to their channel where we pose a bunch of questions about their understanding of what SE is, I think would be a fruitful discussion to have, especially because it had like thousands and thousands of views. So, um, and I think it's great exposure for SE. We need more just like cordial, polite discussions, uh, especially now in 2020. <laughs> in November. <laughs> yes. So that would be my two cents on the next review. Yeah. At some point we will maybe cool, cool. cool. All right. I think we almost hit an hour. This is, this is a good length of time. Love it. Thanks you guys. And um, we'll Thank see you, you uh, next week or before that on our streams. See you later. Thanks. The Street Epistemology Podcast is a production of Street Epistemology International. You can donate or learn more about this nonprofit organization at streetepistemologyinternational.org. The views, guests, and topics expressed here or not expressed here do not necessarily represent those of the organization.